Welcome to Fintech Chatting presented by Tier 1 People, leaders in Fintech Executive Search. Follow us on your favorite podcast player or Fintech Chatter TV on YouTube. Welcome to Fintech Chatter, the podcast show for all things Fintech down under. I'm your host, Dexter Cousins, and today's guest is Vishal Dalal from Pismo. Vishal leads the international business for Pismo, the next-gen banking and payment services platform. Pismo recently announced their entry to Australia through a partnership with Grow Finance. And I'm joined by Vishal to talk about their plans for Australia. Vishal, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Dexter, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you, and I understand that you're an Australian returning home. Yes, uh, I am an Australian permanent resident. I keep a home here. I think of Australia as home, uh, not least because of the lovely weather, the food, <laughs> and the coffee. Uh, so you'll be, uh, I guess, in a good position to confirm or not confirm. Is Australia the best coffee in the world? Uh, yes, and I can say that with some authority. Uh, having lived uh, everywhere in the world, I've worked in the US, I've worked in Europe, I've worked in Asia, I've worked in Africa, including you know the birthplace of one of the most famous coffees in the world. Uh, and I can confirm nothing beats Australia. So there you have it. Well, there you go. It's official, folks. You heard it first here on Fintech Chatter. Well, Vishal, I'm uh, not only excited to welcome you back to Australia, but also excited to be talking about Pismo, um, really interesting business. Um, who And you're actually the first Brazilian um, fintech that we've had on the show. Um, so before I kind of share any more about Pismo, do you like to tell us a bit more about who you are and what you do? Yes. Uh, so first, a little bit about Pismo. We are, as you said, uh, a, a global software company which uh, runs this platform called the Pismo Processing Platform, which is essentially a cloud-native uh, core processing platform, which does both cards, banking, it also does lending. Um, it's one of the fastest-growing platforms in the world. Uh, you know, As you said, we were born in Brazil, but we are rapidly expanding our reach overseas. Uh, we currently host about 82 million accounts on the platform, uh, including about 59 million issued cards. And we're growing at the rate of about three to three and a half million cards a month. Um, we start, we were born in 2015. Uh, we spent most of our formative years in Brazil uh, because that's where the founders were from. Uh, I was drafted in, in uh, Feb 2021 to preach our gospel overseas and to expand our overseas footprint. Uh, we started expanding overseas in November 2021, and since then, we've uh, managed to get clients in the US, in India, in Australia, uh, and are rapidly breaking new ground in other countries as we speak. So Vishal, Australia is a, a pretty competitive market when it comes to, to payments. What is it about Pismo that um, Australian companies are looking at that's giving you an advantage and helping you win business here? Yeah, uh, no, that's a great question. Uh, yes, you're right. The Australian uh, financial services landscape is pretty competitive. There are quite a few established players here. But one thing that distinguishes Australia is that its uh, financial services companies have been at the vanguard of innovation. They're always looking for newer technologies, and that's what we bring to the table. We are, and I say this without any shame or any uh, 
evidence of blushing. We are the most modern financial services platform on the planet. We are completely microservices based. You know, we have no legacy technologies. Uh, we have been built for the public cloud. Uh, we have been built for scale. You know, we can sort of actually write a transaction to our database in less than 20 milliseconds. Uh, you know, we have the ability to be very, very resilient. Uh, we also can handle millions and millions of accounts. Uh, a single account can process close to 2,000 transactions per second, which is a scale which is pretty much unheard of in the public cloud native mm-hmm. world. So that's what we bring to the table. And I think, uh, you know, a, a, that message is starting to get out. Uh, and a lot of Australian companies are beginning to find that interesting. So we've been able to kickstart quite a few conversations. And then I mentioned there in the intro, um, Grow Finance are one of your customers. Um, what what's what brought that partnership about, and and what are you bringing to the table for Grow? Well, I think Grow brings uh, the desire to uh, you know succeed in the Australian SME lending marketplace. Uh, they wanted to issue cards as well. You know, they have a very strong lending portfolio, uh, especially in a whole lot of asset finance and leasing. Uh, they wanted to enter the cards issuing space, uh, and you know, uh, obviously, we found each other through with the help of our fantastic sales team and with David, who's the CEO of Grow. Uh, I think he liked our message. He liked our technology. Uh, he liked the fact that uh, you know we were here to stay in Australia, uh, and uh, we were able to effectively tell the story of why we were a modern platform, which you know, being a SaaS platform would probably be the most uh, cost-effective and innovative solution for him, right? So that's, that's how it came about. Now, we've seen some kind of really cool innovation coming out of Brazil. Um, you know, new bank obviously springs to mind. Um, in terms of, I guess, you know, your, your kind of view, um, what was it that attracted you to, to Pismo? And uh, what, what are some of the kind of cool things that you're seeing coming out of Brazil? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. Um, I spent the first... 14 years of my life implementing legacy systems, both on the card side and banking side with some very well-known banks. Uh, I then spent uh, about 10 years, you know, looking at the problem of core systems from various points of view uh, as part of McKinsey, where I was a management consultant. Uh, And so at least to me, it felt natural that the next progression in my career would be with uh, a business, which was making one of the best of these, right? Uh, and so when the chance came to lead something like this, especially lead the international expansion, I jumped at a chance. Uh, it, it's been quite a ride, right? You know, from setting up new offices in three or four different locations across the world, including the UK, including uh, Singapore, including India, and now Australia. Uh, so it's been an amazing journey. Uh, and what attracted me was, the, you know, it was a modern platform. It did exactly what it said on the box. And... At least to me, the the sky was the limit, right? Uh, normally, if you look at the history of some of these systems, they typically take about four or five years just to sort of get their first client, yeah. just to get their name established. That hasn't been the case here, right? And and that is testament to the uh, to the amazing platform that the founders have built. Yeah, well, one of the interesting things um, that I find, and you know, I've, I've recruited through several downturns, and I'm kind of taken back to. The last one we had, which, you know, 2009, 2010, Vishal. And, you know, there was a big push back then for, you know, partnerships, which at the time were typically white label products. This time around, we're hearing a big push for partnerships 
through embedded finance. Um, and it's kind of almost pitched as the panacea to all growth problems that you get a partnership and, you know, with embedded finance, you can be up and running within a, within a couple of months. Are you saying that that is necessarily the case or are there still some challenges that need to be considered when you're looking at, at partnerships and particularly using, you know, or, or kind of harnessing embedded finance solutions? Well, I think, uh, you know, getting up and running in, in, in a couple of months is definitely possible. Uh, I remember when we got our first international client outside Brazil, this was just after we secured our Series B funding. Uh, you know, we sort of signed up a client uh, in, uh, I think, at the end of 2021. Uh, you know, we had nothing. We just had the signed contract. We had the mandate to go and build. We had nothing in India. We had no connectivity with either the card networks or the integrations, et cetera, et cetera. And from there, we issued our first credit card in something like 47 days flat. Wow. Right. Uh, so, so the, you know, and, and this is not an established business, right? We were starting from scratch. We didn't even have an office. Uh, so the platform is pretty powerful, right? It, it can do that. Having said that, it takes, you know, two hands to clap. And I think the reason we were able to do it was not only because the platform was powerful, but because our clients were very proactive, you know, always looking for ways to problem solve, always looking to sort of take obstacles out of the way. Uh, so, yes, I think speed to market counts. Uh, and, you know, the, the sooner the better. But I also think uh, it's important to think of this more like a marathon and, and not like a sprint. Uh, and so the only thing that, you know, the speed to market will sort of get you in and you get people to take up, uh, sit up and take notice. But I think what will keep you in the game is the ability to constantly innovate and, you know, do what it says on the box. And what we say on the box is, you know, that, We'll, be, we'll help you release new features, you know, once a day or twice a day instead of once every quarter, like for legacy systems. Uh, we will only, you know, charge you for what you use. So if you've got 100,000 active accounts, we'll charge you only for those, right? We won't charge you for large amounts up front. Uh, and we will keep our technology modern and safe, right? In the end, that's the only thing that'll keep you in the game. Yeah. Um, so talking about Pismo, um, can you tell us a little bit about the organization itself, you know, how many people you are. As I said, we were born in Brazil. And so I think in many ways, the mothership is still there, but they're expanding rapidly. So we've got a setup in uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, we've got uh, a setup in London and Bristol. Uh, we've got Singapore. We've got Bangalore. And now we've got a small presence in Melbourne, which sort of promises to grow. Uh, we are, I mean, we're still a pretty product-focused company. So we are at this point just north of 500 people. Uh, most of it, I'd say about 70-75% of it is product and uh, engineering. So it's a pretty flat structure. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as funding, I mean, you know, our last funding round was a Series B in November 2021. But, you know, now you obviously know that subject to regulate the approval. Uh, we've been acquired by Visa. So, you know, that's, that's a pretty exciting development. And that's where we stand. Awesome. Um, now I want to talk a little bit more broadly, you know, and, and kind of really get your insights, if I could, Vishal. You you're in a really great position. So you mentioned all of those countries that you're, you know, you're basically um, heading up. Um, we we talk here a lot in Australia about you know Australia punching above its weight in fintech, and um, it's been a pretty tough twelve months where I think it feels a little bit like we've gone backwards in in some respects. 
when you when you're kind of looking at Australia as a as a, a an innovation nation in fintech, where would you say that we kind of stand? Um, yeah, comparable with the rest of the world. I think uh, you know, especially the, the 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 big banks. I would say are, are pretty much uh, you know are, are pretty much at par, if not better, with the best I've seen. Right, yeah. in many ways, probably the best I've seen. Uh, you know, I've sort of worked extensively in the Australian market in a previous life, and I think both overseas, uh, you know, both overseas and uh, you know, everywhere, including in Brazil, including in the US, including in the UK, I think the fact that we've managed to get Australian clients tends to count for quite a lot, right? Because uh, I think uh, you know, the word is that if, if, if an Australian client sort of finds your technology. Uh, modern, it means it really is modern. You have to remember that a lot of the innovation here, including in terms of new banks, in terms of some of our competitors, right? The other sort of uh, cloud native core systems have been here for some time, yeah. right? And, and so this is a market which, although looks deceptively small in terms of population, is, is A, a very sort of a market with very deep pockets. And be a market with a lot of technological sophistication. Right? We're not the first cloud native players here, and the market seems to have a lot of appetite to absorb us and to help us flourish. Fantastic. Um, and in terms of the the APAC region, kind of what are your what are you what are your plans for APAC? So I think uh, in terms of APAC, we look at three sort of uh, core markets. One obviously is India, which is where we started off. Our story started off. Uh, one is Australia, and I think you know these two are, are uh, you know are, are almost at the same level. Even though Australia is about one uh, fiftieth the population, but you know it brings different advantages to markets, including deep pockets, including you know uh, the banks having lots of ability to innovate. I think the the third pocket that we typically tend to look at is Southeast Asia. So ASEAN, uh, you know, and we we sort of uh, we established an office in Singapore for that purpose. So we're looking very closely at uh, Singapore, Indonesia, Philippines, and Vietnam. Uh, we we're sort of gearing up to you know start serving banks over there, and we're starting to see some traction over there. So it's essentially India, Australia, and ASEAN. Uh, I think uh, North Asia, you know, is obviously somewhere we want to eventually go to, but that's a little bit. In the distance, obviously, because of language and you know logistics and things like that. Brilliant. Well, Vishal, it's been fantastic to hear about um, a business as successful as Pismo coming and launching and ours, as I mentioned in the kind of lead up. Yeah, it's been a, a bit of a tough twelve months, and we've seen some businesses exit the region. So you know, business the profile of Pismo, seeing Australia as a great opportunity, is um, very, very reassuring and uh, comforting to hear. Um, We've got obviously lots of people listening to this show who could potentially be interested in Pismo as a potential solution. What would be the best way for people to find out more? Uh, I think the best way, uh, you know, without us getting in the way is obviously to sort of go to the website. Uh, you know, you'll be able to download a whole lot of materials. But, you know, you, you'll find us. So me and Simon Keys, who basically heads uh, sales for Australia, you'll find us, you know, ever willing to land up at your doorstep and uh, take you through the solution, right? Um, I increasingly will be spending a whole amount of time here and uh, you'll find us very articulate evangelists of our solution. Brilliant. Well, Vishal, enjoy your trip back 
back home or your second home, make sure you get plenty of coffee in as well. Uh, (laughs) I I look forward to seeing you around the traps. As always, you can catch up with me on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you're interested in the work that I do outside of the podcast, we've created a new newsletter on our tier one people LinkedIn page. You can go there for more details. Uh, It's free to subscribe. Until the next episode, keep well. Fintech Chatter is produced by tier one people, leaders in fintech executive search. We'll find world-class leadership talent to build world-class fintech ventures. And you can find us at tier1people.com.